Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast, part of the Action Network. We are proudly presented by Bet365. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network, and I am joined as I am every episode by my co-host, my companion, my compadre, my BFF, professional better, Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. Can you hear me? Can you hear what I'm saying? I can, Chad. And Chad is alluding to, I have swimmer's ear, people. I am one of the toughest podcasters in the world, toughening it out, and being here to give you horrible football takes in the middle of July. Listen, this is what happens when you live the life of luxury. <laughs> the injuries that happen when you're slumming it in Hawaii, you get swimmer's ear. It's true. And I just want to let the record show. Um, we're taking off multiple weeks so Chad can go on vacation where I drove across country, moved to Hawaii, and never missed a show. So that just lets you know where I'm at and where Chad is at, that I can do all this, <laughs> never miss a beat. Chad's going somewhere. I think the, what are you going, the north, northeast, northwest? I forget where you're northwest. going. Northwest. Chad, Chad needs yes. some time off. So, yes, a little bit of, a little bit behind the curtain. We are recording this at the, uh, the end of June, it's obviously not airing until middle of July. It's what we call <laughs> in the business an evergreen show. Uh, when, as this is airing, I will be in Bend, Oregon. Uh, really? Yeah. Are you doing anything uh, with like Prefontaine, anything with Nike, or just going and check out? Well, Oregon? I'm going to run across country because you know I'm in that good of shape, and I'm just going <laughs> to end in Bend. No, my uh, my sister has a house in Bend, Oregon. We're going to go hang out with my sister and her family for a week. You definitely got to do the national parks, right? There's a bunch of really good national parks by there. We're gonna we're gonna do everything you can do that involves nature in Bend, Oregon, because you know when people think of me, they think outdoorsman. Uh, and so we like to enjoy everything that this great country has to offer. God bless America, Chad. <laughs> All right. Last offseason, Simon, you and I ranked our top 10 quarterbacks into 2022, along with our friend Colin Cowherd from The Volume, our friends at The Volume. Today, we're going to update the lists for 2023 with another very special guest. Some would say he's more of an expert on football than Colin Cowherd. He just doesn't yell about it as much. We're joined <laughs> by fantasy guru, Rich Rebar, NFL expert at Sharp Football Analysis, uh, co-host of the DFS Pick 6 show on Rotor Grinders, probably one of the more popular shows on Rotor Grinders. I know it is because I've seen the numbers. Um, Rich, how are you, buddy? I'm doing good. I wish I was going somewhere cool like Oregon or, or Hawaii, uh, you know, for Fourth of July. I'm going to, to, to Put in Bay this weekend. That's the a, a big step down from you guys. Listen, everybody's got to strive, right? Let this podcast <laughs> be the marker for what you can dream about. <laughs> um, listen, here's a reminder. The Favorites is proudly presented by Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION. To get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer, bet $1 on any game, get $200 in bonus bets, and Bet365 is now live in Iowa. So for new users in the Hawkeye State, you get an even bigger sign-up offer. Bet $1 and get $365 in bonus bets. Must be 21 or older. Offer is available in Colorado, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, and Iowa. 
Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, like I said, we're going through our top 10 quarterback rankings. I did a significant amount of research for this. I'm not even kidding. Who doesn't love ranking quarterbacks? It's the most fun thing you can do. Um, Whatever criteria we're going to use, we need to define when we begin our listing process. So these aren't statistical. These aren't fantasy projections for the upcoming season. These are a ranking of what quarterbacks do we, as people who are in the betting space, trust the most? Who do we distrust the least? Um, I, you know, we talked a lot about this last year. And like, to me, it always comes down to who am I most confident will get me a cover or who do I want to bet on or against the least? Um, So here we go. Simon, these were our 2022 rankings. Okay. These are yours first. And then I want to get to your list. You had Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Matthew Stafford, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray. Tell me your 2023 list and remind everybody, what is your criteria? I mean, other than the fact that we're just doing this because it's it's the middle of July and it's got to be a talking point. I, I try to make it so that it's weighted against my biggest value towards the line, right? That's what I did last year. It was like, okay, who has the most weight towards their line for their specific team? And then we talked about it. It's like, I want the guy who can throw a pick, like a pick six, and then it doesn't matter. The next round they're out there, they're just going deep again. Like, I love that whole mentality. Like, we talked about Joe Burrow. He's that kind of guy I like where it just doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter what the last play was. They don't get phased by it. That, to me, is something I really do look for. So, you know, last year, looking at that list you just went through, I think you would agree with me. We we both again, it's impossible because it's one A, one and B, but we probably should have had Mahomes above Allen. But coming into last year, the whole thought process was Allen was going to take another step. And clearly that didn't happen. He had an injury to his elbow, who knows what. And Mahomes went on to win a Super Bowl. So um I would say both me and Chad probably have a little bit of regret making Allen our number one QB. It probably should have been Mahomes, but I still think they're just both right there. Like, even after last season, I still think Allen's going to bounce back this year. And, you know, we all expect Mahomes to be the best. So um, how should I start, Chad? Should I start 10 down? Well, yeah, let, let's start from the bottom up. It is interesting, though, Rich. I want to get your take on this before Simon digs into it. Like, Allen and Mahomes last year, everybody was so high on Allen. And there was, like, backlash to Mahomes. Yeah. And... Obviously, we were all desperately, desperately wrong about that assessment. Your take? Yeah, I think Mahomes is kind of in that, you know, almost that LeBron, you know, Jordan kind of, like he's so good and so kind of transcendent that people almost get kind of bored by it and look for something new. But what he brings to the table, we'll end up getting into the the meat of Mahomes. But uh, what he's able to do that other quarterbacks can't do is just by far just puts him. I don't. I don't. I don't want to go back and say a year like, hey, you guys were, were dummies for not having that. You know, in retrospect, but I. I don't think that the, it still is even close between him and anyone else in the field. No, it's more like 
you know, Patrick Mahomes is one through 10 and everybody else is 10 through <laughs> 10 through 32. Uh, I, I mean, the, the, I'm curious to get your guys' take too, if there was like a firewall for you guys, because even doing this exercise where you think like a 10 quarterbacks is only a third of the league, even getting to like eight or nine, I'm like, is this guy really the ninth best quarterback in the NFL? Like, it, yeah, it, I, I will tell you that's exactly what happened. Like <laughs> I, and some, and maybe you did the same thing. I, off the top of my head, jotted down the quarterbacks I would consider to be top 10. And I had to go to the NFL website to remind myself of who I would want in those sort of eight, nine, 10 spots. It wasn't automatic as it has been, I think, in years past. Simon, go from the bottom up. Yeah, we do. All t- we always talk about there's like these four or five guys who are all interchangeable, like Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins. They literally have the Spider-Man meme. Like there is truly no difference. <laughs> it's, just, it's all about your opinion and how you feel about each guy. So um, you know, starting number 10, I still went with Stafford. I, like, I couldn't take him out of my top 10. I know he missed all last season. I just can't go over how smart he is and how with McVay, it's just a great combo. Like again, Chad, you know this, I'm going to be beating their drum all. I mean, I don't know it's gonna be all season, but all preseason, I'm gonna be all over this Rams team. Again, they're 10 to one right now at two major books. Bet three, six, five are our sponsors. They've dropped their number down to, I think seven to one to win their division. So again, I'm all over the Rams. They're, they're just undervalued. I still have Stafford at number 10. Um, couldn't drop in my top 10. So I went Stafford 10, Watson didn't even, 9. Didn't even occur to me to put Stafford in my top 10. And that's what I mean. They're just, he's left for dead. Like you miss a season, you're kind of left for dead. So that's just yep. how it is. Um, Stafford 10, Watson 9. This one was actually pretty tough just because I don't like again. Chris Raybon talked about. We don't know if Rodgers fell off a hill. I don't think he did. I think a lot of a lot last year could be put onto the bad receivers of that Green Bay team, right? I think I saw some stat. He had one of the worst deep balls in all football last season. Rodgers. I just can't see it being the same same deal with this Jets team. So I had I had Rodgers in at number eight. Had Trevor Lawrence making my top ten. Had him in number seven. Had Lamar Jackson at number six. Had Hertz at number five. That's where things got a little tricky for me because I love Hurts, but I'm still, I just can't get over Herbert's tape, man. Like anytime I watch Herbert's tape, it's just, I love the kids so much. So I had Herbert over Hurts, had him at number four, had Joe Burrow at number three, had Josh Allen at number two, and had Mahomes at number one. So it, it kind of felt like a list where I wanted to get Hurts higher. I just couldn't put him over Herbert. Herbert's talent as a thrower is just, Again, out of this world. So um, all the respect in the world, obviously, for Hurts. I'm an Eagles fan, but I still think Herbert is still in my power rankings just ahead of him. See, this is what's so interesting is, and it's why the criteria are so interesting, because obviously Herbert is so talented, but at the end of the game, am I going to feel more comfortable having bet on a guy like Trevor Lawrence or bet on a guy like Justin Herbert? Because to me, that's what I'm thinking about. And Rich, I know, I think you and Simon are closer in how you're thinking about the quarterback rankings um, when it comes to Herbert. So, you know, you, you can reveal yours in a second, 
Um, but that that y- you hit the crux of the issue there, Simon, <laughs> and that Rich also alluded to, like outside of that first five, six, seven, it's really hard. And even at that four or five spot, it's really hard. I think we're all going to end up with a combination of Herbert, Lawrence, Hertz in that same region. No, it is fun um, to see how these things change uh, year over year. But uh, my criteria that I used was basically you're giving me my choice to rank the quarterbacks to win a Super Bowl in isolation in just 2023 football. I'm starting a team. So independent kind of of their situations and stuff, which we'll get into as we talk about the, the quarterbacks. But that's how I use the criteria. I, I can pick a guy just to win in 2023. I'm going to build my team around that. Where would I start? Um so I'll go 10 through one, two, and same thing. I got to the bottom and I'm, I'm, I thought I was going to be the only one that had Deshaun Watson, but I have Dak Prescott 10, Deshaun Watson nine. Uh, I think with Watson, it, it could, it's one that could look really, really dumb in hindsight, but we have, you have to really kind of go back to Dante Culpepper to have a quarterback that started his career as good as Deshaun Watson and then just was never good again. And even Culpepper was a little older, had a severe knee injury, lost Randy Moss, but I mean, Deshaun Watson was so good his first five years in the league. He's only going to be 28 in September. Like, I'm still just going to have a little bit of blind faith. And if he blows up in your face, then we'll turn tides and he's off everyone's list next year. Uh, I did have Aaron Rodgers, eight. Uh, I kind of agree. It feels so much like the Tom Brady situation, right? Where Rodgers just looked checked out at times last year. He was kind of almost like out, had a foot out of the door at the organization, needed a fresh, needs a fresh start. Uh, the Packers are third in the NFL and drop passes last year. Uh, just, I, I still have him. I still think it's, it reminds me too much of the Brady situation. Then I have Lawrence. Lawrence was the toughest guy for me because I felt like I'm low, but I am still high on him. Uh, I just value the QB mo- mobility of like guys. So I have Lamar Jackson next, then Jalen Hurts, who I would love to have higher too. But then I have Herbert Burrow, Josh Allen and Mahomes. Wow. You and Simon, same as Mahomes, same on Allen. Same on Burrow, same on Herbert, same on Hertz, same on Lamar, same on Lawrence. You have the exact same top ten, except for you have Prescott and you have Staff and and Simon has Stafford. That's say he's a better. That's a, I would say most betters have a power rated that way. I think Lamar is probably the toughest guy. I think if you're talking about just even using my criteria because of the, you know, even if you want to count Hertz, just because, I mean, we haven't seen those guys. If my music, my criteria of winning a Super Bowl. if I'm trailing by 10 points in the fourth quarter, do I have faith in either of those guys bring me back as a passer? And I think that's still kind of the question that that is surrounding and orbiting those two guys, but playing with a lead, those guys are amazing. I mean, Jalen Hurts had 22 dropbacks trailing in the fourth quarter, all of last season. Like we, you know, as, as great as the, the year was, like we still didn't see a scenario where like he had to really come back as the Colts game was kind of really it during the regular season. But that's kind of like the two, like the two question mark areas, right? Like if I'm down 10 in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl, are either of those guys going to gonna rally me back with, with quick passing drives? Simon, I take offense to the fact that you said he's a better. That's how all betters are looking at this. You should take offense to it, Chad. I literally, this is a true story, Rich. Last season, I bashed Russell Wilson for four months and Chad came in here on September 1st and made them his number one seed, Denver. And I, I literally... <laughs> Told the guy for four or five months, stay away from Denver. And Chad came in on our first our first pod for before the season started. Said I like Denver as the one seed. So uh, I love throwing shade, Chad. 
<laughs> I listen, before I get to my list, uh, let me remind you guys, you've heard me talk about game time so often on the podcast. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the United States. I love game time. Honestly, I use it all the time. And if you're looking to get out to a pro or college game or even a concert, game time has amazing last minute deals or tickets to all of these. I'm actually opening game time right now from my house here in Connecticut, all over the board. I can get Yankees tickets, Mets tickets, any event you want to go to in your area. You can check it out for low, low prices, no matter where you live. Download the game time app, get out and have some fun this week. You deserve it. And you can redeem code favorites for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, just download the app and enter code favorites for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guarantee. All right. First, we'll do my 2022 rankings. Uh, at the bottom, I had Kyler Murray. You know, didn't go well. I had Matthew Stafford. Didn't go well. I had Aaron Rodgers. Didn't go well. I had Justin Herbert. Probably a little bit too low. I had uh, Joe Burrow. I had him at six. Probably a little bit too low. I think I had Russell Wilson. He was at five. And yes, while I was reading this list and it said Wilson for a second, I forgot which Wilson it was. And I'm like, did I really have Zach Wilson at number five? <laughs> then I remembered last second, it was Russell Wilson, Tom Brady at four, Deshaun Watson. I went big. I went oh, <laughs> Deshaun Watson at number three, Patrick Mahomes at two and Josh Allen at one. So that is a terrible, terrible list. Um, we can look back on that. You know, we can do, we can laugh because if we can't laugh at ourselves when we're ranking quarterbacks, what can we do? So you I'm like to swing it. for the fences, Chad. That's why I love you. Yeah. I do. I go big. Like, you know, here's my theory. Back when, you know, I was running ESPN, the magazine, you'd have to do these stupid, like, Super Bowl predictions in your preview issues. And every single magazine tried to get it right. They would, like, try to choose one of the two best teams. And I would always say to our guys, let's just choose randoms. Like, Worst case scenario, they don't win and nobody gives a fuck about what you were saying in September. Best case scenario, one of them makes it to the Super Bowl and you look like a genius and you can talk about it for the next nine months until the season begins again. Middle ground is you picked like the same teams everybody else did. So who gives a fuck? Like, let's swing for the fences. Let's go for variance. Let's not let's not play in the middle of the middle of the, middle of the street. You know what I'm saying? Only thing in the middle of the street, dead armadillos. Oh, Chad. That's what my friends from Texas say. <laughs> All right. So here is my top 10 going from number 10. Number 10. <laughs> I think because I'm looking in Simon's face right now. Number 10. And remember, let me let me remind everybody. My criteria for this, going into this season, who are the quarterbacks that I think will give me the best chance to cover. Either they're winning by a large amount and covering as a favorite, or when they have the ball, they are so there's so much variance in their game. I've got a very good shot of them covering a spread. Number 10, 
Justin Fields. This is not a homer pick, Simon. This is, is thinking about, no, it's not. It's thinking about the game plan. It's thinking about his weapons. It's thinking about how they used him in the latter half of the year and what the opportunities are going forward in a much weaker division. Okay. Justin Fields, mark my words, Matt Mitchell, clip this. By this time next year, we will look back on this pick and think, wow, Nolan was right. Number nine, surprise you guys didn't have this. Tua, on a team with a great coach, great offensive scheme that we think is going to be better this year, Tua gives me a great chance to cover. I don't want him to have the ball at the end of the game uh, if I bet against him. Eight, Lamar. Notice I do not have Aaron Rodgers in my top 10. Lamar. <laughs> uh, seven, Dak. Six, Jalen Hurts. Five, Justin Herbert. Four, Trevor Lawrence. And here's why I went, you know, Lawrence, I went Herbert Lawrence instead of vice versa. I have more faith in Doug Peterson and his ability to put his team in a position to cover than I do uh, Brandon Staley and the Chargers. Uh Three, Josh Allen. Two, Joe Burrow. Uh, one, Patrick Mahomes. Again, to your point, Simon, pick six. I don't give a shit. I'm coming back on the field. I like Joe Burrow to give me a chance to cover more than Josh Allen. Rich, I'm going to let Simon continue to build animosity for my list. Please give me your take. I like. I came in here prepared. You know, you never know. I came in prepared to sword and shield Justin Herbert because it, you know it feels like the general public thinks he's overrated now. But I mean, this is the guy that threw thirty passing touchdowns his first two years in the NFL. The only quarterback to ever do that in league history, and everything that could go wrong for Justin Herbert did. How many quarterbacks could we swap in Justin Herbert's environment with the same injuries Justin Herbert had last year and still play as well as Justin Herbert did last year. I know how the season ended, uh, but this is a guy that had a chest fracture in September. He had a torn labrum. Rashawn Slater, Corey Lindsley, Keenan Allen, and Mike Williams played 20 snaps together, 20 the entire season. Uh, when he had Keenan Allen and Mike Williams on the field, it was only 175 dropbacks, but he would have been – Third in the NFL amongst all QBs in EPA per play. Second in success rate. He would have led the NFL in completion rate. He would have led, been second behind Patrick Mahomes in quarterback rating. Um, this was a guy that basically the, the top three Chargers receivers were a running back in Austin Eckler, Josh Palmer, and DeAndre Carter. Those are the top three players that were on the field. What quarterbacks could we swap in for the Chargers last year and would have they would have been as good? The team would have been as good. I don't. I think it's a very short list. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Um, but here's the problem. At the end of the day, he's beholden to the plays that are called, fundamentally. And while they have a well, new... Well, Joe Lombardi's gone. So the I, 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 listen, let me get there. Let me get there. <laughs> I know they have a new offensive coordinator. I have no faith in Brand Staley as a head coach to put them in a position to succeed. I just don't. And so until I can see that, I am going to put Justin Herbert, because remember, I'm not thinking just quarterbacks. The criteria is, think about the quarterbacks that I'm going to be most comfortable betting in. Quarterbacks are oftentimes victims of their environment, or they are products in a successful way of their environment. Justin Herbert so far has been a victim of his environment in terms of covering the point spread. Simon, uh, before we even start, I just want to say to Simon, I don't like your look. 
Well, look. look, I feel like you were going to you're going to give me comments that basically say, oh, Chad. It's going to make me feel bad about myself. No, I'm learning a lot. You're you're quick to move on, Chad. I can't believe you had Watson as your number three guy last year. Now he's off your list. That was that was pretty wild. Um, <laughs> I I kind of get where you're I'm coming with the to Justin. you and Matt Mitchell. <laughs> I get where you're coming with Justin Fields again. That that it's definitely a homer pick, but it's also you're projecting out where it's like, yeah, if, if Fields take that next step like Hertz did, I could easily see him being number five or six. Like the kid is probably the most gifted athlete in the league until maybe Anthony Richardson steps on the field. So it, it's not that shocking. You're so high in Fields. My my issue with Dak Prescott is he's had seven full seasons in the league. Every year he either has above average defense or above average offense. He has played in zero conference final games. You can't just keep blaming the coaches, the players. That some of that's a fall on Dak. So I think it's it's the part of the Cowboys bias, right? Like you'll hear people again, it will never make sense. They'll be like, You think Rome Tony Romo is a Hall of Famer? It's like what? No. Do you think Dak Prescott's a top five quarterback? No, I don't. And I didn't have him in my top 10 just because he's disappointing me with what he's had around him and what he's done over the last couple of years. And the Tua one, again, I get where you're coming from. My issue with Tua is it seems like there's a couple of defenses that could just scheme him out. Like the Jets really took him off his game when they played against them last year. The 49ers, I remember, I know for a fact you remember that game, Chad. The 49ers were... Yeah. I believe it was three and a half, four point favorites. Everyone in their grandma was pounding Miami, right? All the money was pouring on Miami because Brock Purdy was a starter for the 49ers. They blew them the hell out. I think I think the the Miami maybe put up 14 points. Like maybe they had two touchdowns in the first quarter, and that was it the rest of the game. Like it's just I like where you're coming from with Tua, but my issue with Tua is that it's the talent around him. Like he's got Waddle, Tyreek Hill. We just talked about Herbert. You you put Herbert on that Miami team. I cannot see them having the same issues they had last year, that Chargers team. So, um, you know, Tua, Dak, Justin Fields, those three guys you have in there. Once again, we're talking about it's just a fine line between rotating these guys in and out. I just still think Stafford should be over those guys just because Stafford's done it. He's fully healthy. I have to give some respect to these veteran guys who have done it before. The same thing goes with Rodgers. It's like I get the hate for Rodgers. I totally understand where you're coming from, Chad, having him outside your top 10. I just – I can't say he's fallen off a cliff yet because he still had moments last year where it wasn't totally his fault. And you said it. By midseason, he was cooked, right? He kind of gave up on that team. I, I just can't see him the same way the Jets. So um, don't don't hate your list. I would say my only big question mark shocker was Tua just because, again, I, I like Tua. I think he's, he's, he's really talented. But – in his same draft class, I can't put him on the same top 10 as a guy like Hertz, who's, you know, went to a Super Bowl and Herbert, who is arguably like the Dan Marino prototype. Like they're the same type of throwing style, same type of build. Um, I just don't have that same respect yet for Tua. Now, the Dolphins, you know, I think, are ahead, one Rich. of the most fascinating teams coming into the season. Uh, Tua, Mike McDaniel, because the calibration, right? Uh, they're, the Dolphins went on like this month-long heater last year right before they played the 49ers where they scored like 30 points they looked like a juggernaut but they they did it against the lions the bears the browns and the texans then they had to punch up their first time kind of test against the 49ers and the 49ers have a, a defensive scheme that's just a nightmare for that anyways because the, of their linebackers they can play that cover three robber take away the middle of the field with a guy like fred warner they did the, they've given stafford a bunch of problems too and mcveigh that same system 
and then Brandon Staley kind of figured him out the next week on Sunday Night Football when kind of people were having the argument, is it Tua or Herbert? And we found out. <laughs> yeah, I quick. remember that. We found out real quick the answer to that. And yeah. then Tua, unfortunately, you know, got hurt the game after that uh, against the Packers. And like, we kind of never really got to see if like there was a counterpunch. Like, what's the Mike McDaniel counterpunch this year? I really want to see because down that back third of the season, defenses kind of start to take away the middle of the field kind of mug those, uh, you know, play a little physical with the wide receivers on the outside. So I'm really curious to see how the Dolphins kind of counterpunch, you know, pull pull that jewel out, take it, take a little beat and see what they kind of come back and cook <laughs> in the lab this uh, off season. But the Dolphins are fast because they, they loaded up on defense. Uh, so I'm really curious to see how the Dolphins look this year. You know, what's interesting to me is the Millman list. Let's call it the Millman list versus the, what Simon calls the betters list. Um, and I put that in quotes for those who can't see it on the YouTube. Um, the Millman list is much more about projections and the betters list is much more about past performance. And to me, that's interesting because betters normally are thinking about projections. They're not thinking about, okay, what is the recency bias that will influence my list? So I don't know. I kind of feel like Millman's probably right here. I would say you're, it feels like you're a year early. It feels like you're, you're wishful thinking on your list where I'm just, again, not that I think Stafford is going to take a huge leap this year, but I still just think he's just a guy that's always going to be disrespected. He was disrespected on the lines. I was one of the haters, right? I used to be like, this guy's never won a playoff game. Now he's just going to the Rams and he's going to win a Super Bowl. He fucking did. So I got to give the guy his respect. He's just one of the smarter players in all football. So um, I, I love your upside list. I'm just going with the old guard for now on, on my list. Rich, I didn't even, did I didn't even really early? factor betting in, so it just kind of fell that way. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is, a, this is a betting podcast, but, you know, I'd thought about it from like a, if, if I can start a, a team with one of these quarterbacks to just to go all the way, like structurally I can build around. Uh, these players to me it was a hard for the the burrow even herbert man because i think if you swap them to like man herbert could be just as good on the the Bengals, right like yeah uh, and and really the like burrow has the one bugaboo that like is really hard for me to kind of get over um is that the the the, 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 sa- the lack of sack avoidance right uh this is why mahomes is such a demon right so on on pressures mahomes has only been sacked on 11 percent of his career pressures since he entered the league, the NFL average is 20%. Justin Fields is 33%, by the way, because uh, pressures are an offensive line stat, but sacks are quarterback stat. And sacks are essentially a turnover. If you, It's the next next worst thing. Uh, you know, Over the past five years, if you take a sack on a drive, you score a touchdown at a third of the l- less rate on drives when you don't. And then you score, uh, you can score points, even kicking a field goal on half. You have half the the success rate of even kicking a field goal on that drive. So, I mean, that's what makes Mahomes such a demon, right? And, and Burrow, the one kind of flaw in his game is he takes a ton of sacks. He eats a lot of sacks. But to me, they always like, you know, I said, joking before the show, we came in the air. I'm, I'm an 80s baby. And, and Herbert and Burrow remind me so much of Montana Elway growing up. You know, Burrow is just that guy. He doesn't have all the physical tools, but he's just athletic enough. He's such a great feel for the game. He's got that man, Montana and Herbert is that Elway. Like he's, he's, he's more athletic. He's got a stronger arm, uh, but we'll make a mistake or two, but that, that's how I go back to you. They're like the modern Montana Elway. Wait, say that stat again for the sacks. So explain it. Um, Cause that's, 
amazing. And I didn't know that. Yeah, I'll give so... you the exact data. So over the past five years, if you take a sack on a drive, you have only, NFL teams have only scored on 22.6% of their drives. When you take any a sack on any down, if you don't take a sack on a drive, your scoring rate goes to 40.8%. So almost, you go, almost cut, you cut in half. To score a touchdown on per drive, teams that have taken a sack only score a touchdown 8% of drives, 8% over the past five years. If you don't take a sack, you've scored a touchdown 26% of drives, almost triple. You triple drives. Uh, you punt on 52% of all drives the sack. You punt on 33% of all drives without a sack. Uh, that's kind of the, that's just what makes Mahomes such a demon, the sack avoidance stuff. Uh, and that's probably my biggest question with fields, you know, moving forward is just, you know, how many negative plays. If you look at the bears last year, when the bears didn't, when Justin Fields wasn't sacked on a drive, they were 12th in the NFL in scoring rate per drive. It's extremely impressive, right? Like you don't think about it with the, with the offense, the lack of offensive weaponry they had, but they were 31st in the NFL on drives. Justin Fields did take a sack. So like the, the, that's the part of his game he needs to clean up, you know, adding Darnell Wright, adding Nate Davis, like it's going to improve the offensive line, but of not converting pressures into incompletions or throwaways or positive plays are something he just has to make that next jump in. Wow. That is an amazing set. I love that. Yeah. And Burrow's at 27% for his career. Like I said, NFL average is 20%. That's kind of the one flaw in his game, but man, Burrow's so fucking cool. Well, that, that to me, <laughs> Like mm-hmm. of our top three, I go Allen, Burrow, Mahomes. You guys both go Burrow, Allen, Mahomes. Why do you have Burrow underneath Allen, Simon? Um, A bunch of reasons. I, bet, I guess the main one is still the Allen running threat. We've just, we, we've never seen anything like this where this guy can take on a linebacker. Like there's no other quarterback. I guess Cam Newton was the other guy, but it's just... Josh Allen doesn't want to be the guy like he already talked about. He's not going to, he's going to try to run less this upcoming season, but that is just the ultimate weapon. We've just seen it time and time again, that team, the bills when they need plays made and Josh steps up again, I love Joe Burrow, but I, I feel like there's a couple of things missing to Joe's game. And the biggest one is holding on to the ball too long, where when Josh Allen holds on to too long, he's usually breaking it for 10 yards. So um, again, I was actually close to flipping Herbert and Burrow. Like they were really close to one another in the sense that Herbert, I, I'd have to go back through my notebook from last year, but I, I going into week 17, no quarterback was in more third and sevens or longer and converted more than Herbert. So, again, they had terrible coaching. They would literally first down run into the middle of the, the center. Second down, he would take some deep shot. It would be incomplete. And it was always third and eight, third and seven for Herbert. If they can get a functioning offense, like the Eagles ran, Eagles were always in third and three, third and four. Tons of options. You have a guy like Hertz. You have that kind of same kind of feeling with Herbert. Like Herbert can run. He's in a good athlete. There's plenty of stuff you can do with him on short downage where he was in a lot of bad situations last year. Where Burrow, again, they had a rough start to the season. We talk all the time, Chad. This guy has incredible weapons, right? He probably has a three, you argue, the three best receiving core um, in football last season. And we expect him to be just as good this year. So with Burrow, um. Again, I'm not trying to be down on him. We already talked statistically. They, they, them, for them to win their division this year, to win the NFC, the AFC North three years in a row, you probably got, probably could have got a thousand to one odds on that three years ago. Betting the Bengals to win their division three years in a row. So it feels like a lot of stuff's going to catch up to Joe Burrow and that Cincy team this year, where, um, you know, Josh Allen, 
I just think he's still above it. Like, even though he hasn't been to the Super Bowl like Joe Burrow has, I still think Josh Allen is right now the 1A, 1B to, to Mahomes. Like, Mahomes is still – he's the best. Like, I'm not going to try to even talk around the athleticism of Josh Allen being better than Mahomes just because we saw last year. Like, we we talked in the preseason. The Mahomes going back to the two, two tight end set was going to be good for Mahomes and that offense of the Chiefs. Little did we know that's all we really needed, right? That was how you stopped having the two deep cover safeties. Um, and that really changed everything about Chiefs team. It's just little things like that, Chad. So as much as I think Joe Burrow is right there uh, with Josh Allen, I think it's more closer to Joe Burrow and Herbert than it is Josh Allen and Mahomes. Wow. Wow. I did not. Your guys, uh, you guys are so high on Herbert. Are you rich? Final thoughts on closer to Burrow and Herbert than Burrow and Allen? Yeah, I think just the it's the combination of ceiling for Allen is what separates him and makes him kind of like a like the like a mini tier at two, right? Just the the combination of being able to have that that guy that can break out of a 375 pound defensive lineman wrapped around you, a Chris Jones spinning out and making a play, right? Like you go back to two years ago in that AFC championship game, or was it even, it was the divisional round game. I'm sorry, the 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 Chiefs Bills game. I mean, the, Josh Allen had multiple plays just dead in the water. Just they were dead. And he turned, he's he's converting these wild plays. So it's the, the combination of ceiling. And he's the passing acumen too, that I think Burrow's a better passer, but it's not like Allen, the gap from Burrow to Allen as a passer is going to make up the ground of the gap that Allen is as an athlete from Burrow, right? And that's what kind of separates them for me. All right, I'll give this to you guys. I do feel like your analysis on Herbert Burrow, Allen Mahomes is more thoughtful and sophisticated than mine on loving Burrow and why I have him at number two. I'll give, I'll give you that, but I'm still taking my top 10 over your top 10 <laughs> <laughs> overall because of the projections. That's what I would say about that. Uh, reminder, the podcast is proudly presented by Bet365, the world's favorite sportsbook brand. Sign up with promo code ACTION to get Bet365's exclusive sign-up offer. Bet $1 on any game and get $200 in bonus bets. Bet365 is now live in Iowa. So for new users in the Hawkeye State, you get an even bigger sign-up offer. Bet $1 and get $365 in bonus bets. Must be 21 or older. Offer is available in Colorado, New Jersey, Ohio, Virginia, and Iowa. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Rich Rebar, sharp football analysis, co-host of the DFS Pick 6 Show with our sister sister company, Roto Grinders. That was good stuff, man. Listen, you could fill in for Cowherd any single day. Uh, like I'll be sure to let Warren know that when uh, I'm negotiating my contract that that was said. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Using for that cow cowherd money myself. Yeah. <laughs> we should all be getting cowherd money. Chase good management, not money. Because there's a sea of money out there. There's not a lot of great management. For my BFF, Simon Hunter, for... Matt Mitchell, producer extraordinaire. I am Chad Millman. This has been the Favorites Podcast, part of the Action Network. We are proudly presented by Bet365. Download us from Spotify, from Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Rate, review, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Leave us five stars. Say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. 
Until next time, love you. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.